Cost Camps Coach or Sell, Episode 30. Coaches, welcome to the Cost Camps Coaches Show. Today's guest is Coach Chris Groove. Coach Groove is the head football coach at Kennerdale High School. He is a 2013 graduate of Wilkes University. He began coaching as alma mater uh, Nativity High School up in Pottsville. He was the offensive line coach there in 2013. He then transitioned down to Kennerdale. In 2014, he was an assistant there. And then in 2015, during the season, he was named uh, an interim co-head coach and then got the uh, the head coaching job in 2016. Coach Grobe, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Mark. Coach, am I pronouncing that? It is Grobe, right? I'm pronouncing that right? Yep, okay. yep, yep, you're right, Grobe. Right. And, and was I good? Was I right about the resume there? Absolutely. Right that? Awesome. On point. Awesome. Coach is going to talk to us today about what he does to game plan but his back he's the offensive the uh, offensive coordinator at Kennerdale but he's going to talk about how they game plan both sides of the ball go ahead coach you want to start there hey thanks for having me again so the biggest thing that we do is you know we utilize our huddle application uh so we go in and as you know so I'll, I'll start with the defensive side of the ball so usually um once we get uh, opponent film through our exchanges which coaches uh, you know, out of the league and in the league are phenomenal and they do a great job and timely and getting that film to us and vice versa. Um, we're able to coach as we break it down and then put it in our terminology. And then we run our reports, which give us our run pass ratio, help us out with our, our keys in terms of first down, second down, third down, what they like to do on the defensive side, or I should say for them offensively. Um, and then myself and then the defensive coordinator, we sit down and then we say, Hey, okay, what, so what are the top plays that we have to review? So we go through every every clip in the game and we mark it and exactly terminology, you know, for the running a power play to the right or a trap play or a quick slant or anything like that. Everything is tagged. And then we go back and we run those reports. So then we look at those top plays that the teams do and then we focus on those during the week. So then I go in the huddle and then I have to physically draw every single play that the opposing team runs so that our scout team guys can look at cards during the week, because that's critical. Uh, I found that out very soon that I can't just in a play, you know, tell kids, you know, okay, you run this, you run that, you run that. Cause the other high school kids, they'll get out there and they'll go, coach, what do I run? And then I'll, you know, get upset and get frustrated. Like I just told you. And yep. you know, they're high school kids, they forget at times. So uh, we draw them all up. It definitely takes time. And, you know, it's nice when, you know, I've been at Kennerdale. This is six years. This will be going on seven. You know, um, especially in our in division two. I'm the. <laughs> I'm only seven years in, and I'm the. Uh, I believe I am the uh, most tenured coach for our division. So, right? I think I so. Just, okay. Yeah, because Coach uh, Wiles just stepped down at Susquehannock, okay. so he would have been the uh, the most senior. So now that would be me, just at seven years for just division two. Um, I don't know what the whole league as a whole would be. Obviously. Uh, Lippy up there at Littlestown, I think, would have everyone uh, be for sure. But um, so then we go over the film and then we specifically tag. Once we have the play calls, we look at the player personnel. So then we try to figure out, okay, which guys do we have to take, you know, away from the game? You know, is there a number one or number two receiver they really like to throw the ball to in certain situations? Um, You know, specific ways they want to run the ball. Who's their better lineman? And, 
it's a lot of fun as a coach. You know, I really didn't focus on that when I played in high school or even in college. You know, I really just focused on the guy that I lined up against. You know, I played offensive line and um, being a head coach, it's it's definitely <laughs> it's different, uh, especially when you're in the offensive coordinator. But on the defensive side, you got to, you know, and even special teams. You know, I have a great job and Coach Whiteford, he's our special teams coordinator and he's lucky he's retired. So he really does get to digest and look at a lot of film for us and really pick up on some stuff. And I'm really appreciative of that. Um, and our defensive coordinator, Coach Lang, uh, he's also retired. So I got some older guys on staff that have been coaching football for a long time. And uh, I'm lucky that they have a lot of time to watch some film and really digest everything what's going on. But going back to defense, once we get that evaluated, um, I then go in a PowerPoint presentation, a slide share, and I break down all the information for our kids and I lay it all out for them so that they can look at it all week. So my the, the slide share, it takes me about two hours to make because I try to incorporate some new stuff. So I'll go online, I'll Google kids names, I'll incorporate pictures and then I'll you know give them stuff that I look at, what they should look at. I give statistics um it's been pretty tough now because statistically you know games aren't in the paper anymore which is you know frustrating at times because we don't know how the games went that night so we got to wait till we get the film and um you know but we do a good job we make sure we do stats for our kids you know just for the recruiting process and how important that is for our kids and um, help us out with our all-star selection uh and then the offensive side of the ball for me uh, you know, the big stuff I look at defensively is who can we take advantage of and, you know, look at our personnel on the offensive side of the ball and who do I think we match up well with. And then we implement our game plan. We go in and we say, hey, these are the five offensive, you know, run plays where I feel really confident that we can run. And, you know, historically, us for Kennerdale, we haven't been a big pass team. You know, we're rushing close to 4,000 yards every year. And, you know, we're, we're lucky if we get 1,000 yards passing. But, um that's just our identity down southeastern school district. You know, I don't have the uh, the athletes that you know some of our inner city schools have, and you know, I have some big boys in Southern York County. So, you know, for us going north to south is a lot easier than getting pretty thrown spread and read option and all that kind of stuff in. So, um, how, works how well you, for us. Okay. How, how do you originally get your film? Is that an exchange that happens between you yeah. and the team you're playing, or is, do you guys have a pool? correct? No. So we. Uh, so obviously, coaches they coaches talk to coaches and guys get film from other coaches throughout the area. And, you know, we give this film that give us that film, but um, it's usually, I think I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember here. So it's two or three game films. I'm pretty sure it's two. The, the two previous weeks film we exchange a week ahead of time. So that guys can start looking over that kind of stuff. Is that like a York Adams kind of like a gentleman's rule or is that yeah. a bylaw somewhere? Uh, I'm, I'm a part of the uh, York Adams Football Coaches Association, and I don't know if there's an actual bylaw for that. There might be, but I think it's just common courtesy through our yeah. coaches. I know when we got in the districts, um, the PIAA was was strict on that. We had to exchange the last, uh, I believe it was three films, um, if my memory serves me correctly. And uh, when we played Donegal and Lampeter Stroudsburg, you know, those guys were great. And you know, exchanging films, there was no issues on that end. So in the LL, I just I, I found this out by interviewing another coach. I think it was Chris Miller at Ephrata. He said they do a pool. So in other words, you have access to like once the once the week is done, like the that Friday night once it's over, everybody dumps their film into one pool where everybody can pull it out. Then, so everybody's oh, wow. film is shared with everybody. And um, at LVC, that's how it was done too. When I coached at LVC. Our conference had that rule too, 
and that it wow. made things pretty convenient. And uh, as long as everybody kind of you know held up their end of the bargain, it was it was awesome. Right. Yeah, I think that's a that's a great, and I'll definitely actually we have our association meeting actually next Wednesday, so I'll definitely bring that up just to see what our guys think of that. But you know, yeah, I guess other guys could say oh, they're old school and they don't want to you know right. share that many right. films and stuff like that. But if guys want to find a way, they're going to find a way. You know, during COVID, you know, guys were worried about that type of stuff, but most of the games were on YouTube. You know, and I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll just go, I'll just go watch it on YouTube. It's all right. Um, and then when during the week are you making that exchange? Is, is it happening like the Sunday after the Friday night game you just played? No. So we play Friday. That exchange is going up by 11 o'clock that night. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's right away. And usually most guys have practice Saturday morning or at least a coach's meeting in the morning Saturday. And usually by 9, 10 o'clock, those exchanges are already accepted and sent out. So okay. we're usually you have the opponent film by Saturday morning. When will you start looking at that then? What point in the week? Oh, well, we'll look at – well, so first couple of weeks, I don't have that much film because there's not enough games. Right. But I will I will pretty much have our next opponent ready to rock and roll by Saturday morning. So we, wow. we, play, our, we play our games Friday, and then Thursday, everything is locked in. We're, we're good. I'm already breaking down the previous – the next opponent's film that Thursday. Okay. You know, I, I'm, I'm a little different. Some guys wait till, you know, this game's over, then we can focus on the no, next no, one. I think that's, the, I, I think that's the way to kind of do it because I don't know. A lot of guys say they can't, they, they can't sort it out in their head between the two teams that they're scouting. Right. But I, I don't think it's that hard to kind of tuck that team away for a night and, and focus on the team you're playing. Right. And then yeah, get back I mean, to it that, you know, whatever, that Friday night after the game's over, Saturday morning. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I don't have the luxury that, you know, some bigger schools may have where they can have other coaches can break down that film and do stuff like that. You know, I only have five coaches with me at the high school varsity level. So that's including JV. So, you know, we got to definitely uh, use use our time wisely. And whenever I got downtime, I definitely, you know, do that during football. We're, you know, late at night, 12, 1 o'clock in the morning on a Friday watching the game from that night so that when our kids come in Saturday, we as coaches then meet at 6, we go over – you know, our next opponent, and then we bring them in. We watch the previous night's game film, and we're ready to rock and roll. And then Monday, obviously, we do our lifting, and uh, then we'll do our scout plan, uh, scout review so with the that, kids. Does that leave Sunday open to do family stuff? And, and Correct. Stuff? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Sunday, Sunday. my wife doesn't let me touch football awesome. Sunday. That's good. Yeah, so <laughs> I've learned that. Yes, yes. I got uh, – I have a, a five-year-old little girl and a two-year-old son, so – you know, I think one day is uh, the, the least I can do to, you know, spend 100 percent of the time with them. Now, of course, I'll deal with emails and, you know, some other administrative right. stuff. Right. But, you know, I can do that and still be content hanging out with them, going out, you know, doing stuff with dad. It definitely makes my day, especially when you're having a winning season, and you're being successful. You know, the weekends are a lot easier than the, you know, the tougher ones. I know what you mean. You mentioned pictures and we used to do we used to have uh I keep going back to Lebanon Valley. I apologize here, but but we no, had, good. we would have scouting report meetings where we we'd hand out the scouting report. And there was a year where we had we had a player that would he would actually look guys up. You know, he would look up their social media, and then you know, like kind of you know, guys would kind of like dog on them or whatever. Right. Um, so what what's the extent? How, the pictures? How, what 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 extents do you go there? So literally all I, all I do is I take the kid's name, I'll throw it in Google right yeah, away and I'll yeah. just type in the school and then 
usually most school districts have a photographer or someone that's taking action right, shots right. like or the newspaper yeah and i'll just take a newspaper photo crop the kid in and you know it just helps give the kids an idea you know if i say oh the quarterback six two one eighty you know they're or, they're or you know five eleven one sixty they're thinking okay he's you know this this and that kids look different when they're in football pads yeah. and you know i don't do anything that would be demeaning or anything like that for the kids but of course, social media, you know, these guys, uh, both sides, you know, they all dog each other and, yeah. you know, they talk smack. And, you know, I didn't really have that much when I uh, when I played high school football or even college football. You know, social media is nothing compared to what it is now with these kids and, you know, their accounts for the schools and whatever they do. But no, I just like to, you know, again, give them a photo and my guys love it. You know, they, they are just itching for it when I get in there Saturday morning, like, hey, can you send it out? And then they, I give it to them. Uh, lunchtime on Saturday so then they can review it Saturday and Sunday and then Monday morning I give them or I should say Monday uh, after school we go over the the scouting report together and really evaluate you know what we're going to be doing I have drawn up the you know what we're going to see defensively you know how we're how those guys are going to line up against certain formations and uh, certain plays how they got to hit and it's it's really good to go over our blocking rules our assignments it's it's pretty good it's definitely a, a big jump from what you know, when I came on on board in 2014 till now, it's it's definitely going in the right direction. Well, when you have something like that, it it tells the players that you know you're doing your homework, so they kind of got to up their game. If you care, then they're going to care a little bit more. In other words, yeah, absolutely. I can I remember vividly uh, this season, Edwin Himmelmans, my left tackle. He he came up to me, he's just like, Coach, you know, how long does it take you to do this? And I just looked at him and I smiled. I said, Well, what do you think? He's like. He goes, this takes you quite a long time. I said, yeah, but you, you get stuff out of it, right? He goes, oh, yeah, coach, keep them coming. We'll take whatever you get. So, you know, it definitely helps. The pictures thing is really good. If you if you get them in a football uniform and they can get some context to how big guys really are because right. you want that, that awe and that shock. You want that moment to happen on Monday. You don't want it to happen Friday night during warm-ups. Exactly. Or you know? So it kind of yep. takes away from that moment when they first see the guys. Exactly. You know, we, we played teams this year that had some solid wide receivers and, you know, some of these schools had some amazing photos of these kids like going up over top of kids, making mm -hmm. catches. And, you know, I threw them in the PowerPoint. I'm just like, this kid's a baller. Like we got to bring our a game, you know, corners, we really got to stay on hips and, you know, read steps and, you know, just to help reinforce that is so critical for high school kids, because just like you said, you know, if they don't see these kids until Friday night and they go, oh my gosh, this is what I'm going against. Like, that's a shock. If mm -hmm. I can prepare them all week, like, okay, this is the guy I'm going against. This is what he looks like. This is what I got to deal with. You know, it's just a lot easier um, for them. You mentioned you do stuff with special teams. Well, that is that in the, the scouting report? Yeah. So uh, coach Whiteford, uh, he's our special teams guy. And um, we sit there on Saturday morning and we'll go over, you know, what we want to do, um, you know, with our punts this week or our kick returns and, you know, we do a couple walls and we do some, you know, things in that nature that he likes to draw because he's old school. Um, a lot of good stuff that he uh, has done for us the last two years in the special teams category. But, yeah, we go over, you know, guys that we definitely don't want to kick the ball towards or squib it towards or guys that we think we can take advantage uh, on a pooch kick, you know, stuff like that. And I have the kids, you know, I tell the kids, you know, watch the film and let me know if you see something. You know, and it's pretty cool. A couple of kids have picked some stuff out that I've missed or vice versa. You know, it's it's been really great. And like I said, Huddle is, you know, a, a, such a huge tool for us 
um, especially in the offseason, being able to communicate with players and keep up with them to see how their grades are going and school and home life. And, you know, with our weight, weight room program, it's just it's really good. I really think Huddle has revolutionized high school at all, or high school has re- revolutionized football at all levels, not just high school. Oh, but, absolutely. But, the, the, you know, the information flow between, you know, from game to game, what teams are doing and, and you know, teams are kind of able to copy what other teams are doing and or at least get ideas of concepts. And it's kind of it's really it, it's made football kind of broaden its horizons all over the place, not just high school football. It's definitely happening in high school football, but it's everywhere. Yeah, so, it's so definitely gonna be on top of your game a little bit more too than what you had to back when we played at least. Yeah, I remember in you know in college there was still the CDs and downloading it on a DBS Sport, I believe the application was, and these guys were literally traveling three hours and meeting another team halfway and praying that the the disc worked when they got back. I mean, it's just how things have changed just in ten years. You know, it's 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 amazing, and you know these kids and the technology, and you know especially during COVID, you know being able to meet with my kids over Zoom and you know share my screen and watch film with the kids over Zoom was just. I would have never thought I'd be doing that, you know. So we learn to grow up very quickly <laughs> as coaches when stuff like that happens. The point you made, too, about the the lack of newspaper articles, I never really thought about that. But you're right on with that. They're, the, the newspapers, when I was in high school, Saturday morning, you sat down. Oh, that's yeah. the first thing you did. You flipped to see what everybody what happened with everybody else. You read the articles. They had stats in there. Yep. You know, then, they, yep. then they would come out, like, on Wednesday with, like, cumulative stats about – how everybody yep. else in the area, how many yards they had, how many, how many balls they caught, how many touchdowns they threw. Right. And yeah. You don't see that anymore. Yeah. That's one thing I miss about being up home, you know, the, uh, Pottsville Republican, whenever, you know, if I, if a Saturday I go up to my parents, uh, back in the scoop and I'm like, Hey, you got the Saturday paper and I'll sit there and I'll be able to read all the articles. And I, you know, I don't need anything that's crazy, but you know, two paragraphs for the game, just the highlights that yep. you just get a feel for the game before you, you like for us, before we watch it, like, you know, what happened, like what was, well, who was going off, who had a big game. And, um, you know, it's nice that the, the dispatch and the daily record, they do keep stats once or the coaches submit and stuff like that. But, you know, it definitely, you know, it's the economy, you know, it's just the way uh, media is, unfortunately. And, you know, people don't, you know, freelance, it's, that's tough work. Um, you know, I know we've had a uh, Lancaster, Lebanon, the LL paper does a really good job. I was really impressed with, you know, all their football coverage stuff that they do. And, um, you know, time will tell, you know, maybe we can get back to the old days down here. And, um, unfortunately I don't know what that looked like, but I remember my first year in like 2014, 2015, they had Saturday stuff in the newspapers, but then, you know, unfortunately in the last six, seven years, it's just, it's just gone the wrong direction, but you know, they got to make cuts where they got to make cuts. When you watch film, or when you film, when you're when you when you're um, asking a filmer to film, do you yep. guys do much from the end zone? That's so we have a so in our league uh, we exchange our wides. Um, not all all the schools have tight view cameras or end zone cameras. Uh, that's all we watch. We are you know especially being a wing T team, I really care about what's going on in the box. Yeah. So we really focus on that and. That was the first thing I got when I became a head coach uh, in 2016. I said, we need an end zone camera. This is my my only thing I want. This is the big thing, big ticket item. And uh, we've used it the last six years, and it's just been awesome. Like our kids hate the wide view. They just want – I want the tight view. You know, it's just – you know, they love watching the footwork, and, you know, I ride the guys a little bit on, 
you know, their, their stats, their, you know, their footwork and which way they got to step properly. And, you know, it's, it's a great tool. You know, you can get away with a lot of stuff on a wide camera, but when it's tight, you know, the kids can't lie to you and say, oh, he was a three tech when he's really a, you know, a two eye, you know, it's, it's, it's good stuff. And, you know, I had that in college. I never had that in high school. And, you know, when I got that in college, I was like, wow, this is, this is sweet. This is really going to help me. And, uh, it definitely evaluating our players just so much easier too, because we can see so much more and we have some pretty good cameras. Our cameras are pretty high depth and it definitely, uh, it helps. When you get into the practice week now, so you said, okay. you said, I forget what you said, you said Monday, I guess you, you do the scouting report. Will you, will you practice on Monday? Yeah. So Mondays, uh, usually our JV days. Um, if the guys don't have a JV game, what we do is we do about an hour weight room workout. Um, it's usually, you know, uh, low weight, high rep type stuff. Um, we'll condition them, you know, down in Southeastern school district, we got a couple nice big Hills. Okay. So we do some Hills and get the blood flowing a little bit. And then after that, we'll sit down with them in a classroom and throw on the, on the board, the PowerPoint, uh, presentation for them. We'll review it, answer questions, and then we'll watch some film that we specifically want to, uh, for the kids to watch. And then, uh, Tuesday, uh, we do an offensive day, and then thir- uh, Wednesday is a defensive day, and Thursdays are walkthrough. Do you cross over that on Tuesday, do a little bit of defense, and on Wednesday do a little bit of offense? I do not. Okay. No, so you know some guys do both, uh, which is totally cool. But uh, for us and what we've found to be successful, uh, Tuesdays are just strictly an offensive day. Now we incorporate special teams on both days. Okay. So special teams are also incorporated on on Tuesday. So on Tuesday we do our our punt and also our um, kickoff return. And then on Wednesday, we do our punt return uh, kickoff and our hands, hands unit. Are you filming those practices? We do film, yep. So Are you doing the end zone copy in those practices? So we, do, uh, so we don't do end zone uh, for our practices. So how – well, I should say that we do. Um, how our practice fields are set up, I actually don't have to send up our tight deal like our 30-foot pole. We actually have a coach that goes up top and he uses an iPad and it just, it films it for us. It's perfect. Um, but yeah, we film, we film all of our practices as much as we can uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays for sure. Um, the only thing I, I regret that we don't do, and it's just unfortunate because there's only so much time in a day, you know, for me, you know, to get home and, uh, you know, spend time with my yeah, family yeah, and then, that. you know, all that, I, you know, to do individual periods, it's tough. Now we will do that in the spring here in about a month when we start our spring ball. I definitely want to incorporate some of that stuff uh, just so our kids can look at our footwork, especially for like linemen when you do duck walks and you're just trying to make sure you have Z in the knee and, yep. you know, just showing the kids the proper stances. And it does go a long way, especially with our DBs too, with the read steps, making sure that we have good base. And, um, but again, I have five coaches, you know, so when you have to have a coach film, you know, you're taken away from teaching or, you know, explaining stuff. So Plus, it's definitely like a said, balance. You got to watch all that. You have to, you have to take the time to watch it. And then, and right. then you have to take the time to get that information that you've learned from the film to your players to get them to learn. Correct. Correct. So all that does take time for sure. Definitely. And then what's your Thursday look like now? You did kind of get so our, into that a little bit, but go ahead. Yeah. So our Thursday walkthrough, um, I try to get them in and out within an hour. So uh, Thursdays, uh, pre-practice, we do our pride sticker distribution from the previous game. Okay. So uh, and we have a, a system how that works where, you know, it's three, three, three tackles equal one sticker, a, stack, a sack is a sticker, a touchdown is a sticker. We have a – there's a chart, and the kids 
and that's a what great thing about football and with huddle, you know, because I'll I'll break it down and I'll play everything out and they'll say, Oh no, coach, that's a half tackle there and that's a half tackle there. And it's like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. You know, these kids just want stickers on their helmets, but they're prideful and they you know, they want to showcase that they're doing well. So I get it. Um, you know, one of my favorites was Malachi Party this year. You know, he was my uh tackle and my defensive end and he was always adamant that I screwed stuff up and he was wonderful. But uh we then usually get out about three fifteen on the field and then we're out of there by four o'clock we'll we'll do a light warm-up uh we'll do our all of our special teams units all of our subs and then defensively we'll run through their top plays about 10 15 plays of them we'll do 10 plays of ours and we're out you know i don't got to keep them i want them off their feet i want them home resting you know playing video games or just watching thursday night football or whatever you know you have any kind of like team dinner or anything like that no, so we so we have our uh, we have our team dinners before the games on Friday, okay. um, and then we also have our team breakfast Saturday morning. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yes, so we do team breakfasts, and that's from our boosters and our team moms who are, do just an absolute incredible job for us. You know, I you know tell my wife all the time we eat better at the football practices <laughs> than we do at home. Yeah, but, you uh, gotta shout out the booster moms. Oh, you gotta absolutely. Shout them out. Absolutely. Football season wouldn't be the same without him. Tough to run. Absolutely not. Without him for sure. No, but I'm definitely used to back home. We did spaghetti dinners Thursday. That's, you know, really common back yeah. where, you know, back where we are. And, um, you know, to do three meals out of the week, I think they would, parents would be like, yo, <laughs> but uh, I'm happy with what we do, you know, Friday pregame meals, which is, you know, all donated and parents, you know, they come and uh, they prepare it for everybody. And, you know, it's just, it's a big family and that's what you need, man. You need to create that family atmosphere to be successful. You really do. So you'll do a, a pregame meal. Correct. Your, what's your furthest road trip? Uh, so last year, our furthest road trip was Muhlenberg. So Ooh, okay. uh, we were actually uh, lucky enough that uh, we were able to get a coach bus ourselves and also the band. Okay. Um, and we got uh, subs. The kids ate subs on the way up. All right. Okay. Um, you know, logistically uh, and demographically where we're at, we travel no matter yeah. what, yeah. you know, we're in the very bottom part of York County and, you know, regardless, our, we go, you know, east, north or west, you know, you're traveling half hour, 45 minutes to play a game minimum, you so, know, so. so do you ever like have the guys come right out of school and go right to the cafeteria and, and eat a meal? Does that happen? We act, So we actually, uh, we eat all of our stuff down at the field house. Okay. So like that's like our area. Um, it's it's just easier for our parents because we'll just, we'll eat stuff right from the concession stand essentially where they're cooking it. Yeah. So then they can just it's right there. It's super easy. So yeah, on game days the kids will eat um, right around three fifteen, three thirty. So then they'll be done by three forty five, four o'clock, and then there's you know three hours for that to digest a little bit before game. Yeah, and it's nothing. It's nothing heavy. Yeah. yeah, it's nothing heavy. Nothing really fatty. It's you know usually chicken. Chicken nuggets, uh, chicken patties, you know, bread, you know, nothing, you know, nothing like bacon or, you know, stuff that's going to make them upset. There's, you know, stomachs upset. Yeah. So we're what, big on, big on that. What are you guys doing right now? Are you guys doing, is it all lifting right now? Oh yeah. So, um, coach Nico with the powerlifting does a great job. Uh, we have most of those guys in our powerlifting program. That's three days a week. And then we have our stuff, football specifics on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, and now that the weather's starting to get nice, we can go outside more. Like tomorrow, my plan is to actually get all of our, our bags and our fun toys out so that we can start doing stuff outside. Um, Are you doing stuff like in the gym before this? 
Yeah, so we have uh, our quarterbacks, uh, Coach Neal, my uh, quarterbacks coach, will get some skilled guys to do stuff. But, you know, I'm big on my concern uh, is a lot of my guys are uh, baseball, lacrosse, yeah. and track and field. And, you know, I don't want guys, and this is just my personal philosophy, is I don't want guys coming to my stuff when they could potentially roll an ankle or get hurt because mm-hmm. then that's affecting their, their the other team. Yeah. You know, it's not like, hey, I have football practice in September and I got a kid that's a heck of a basketball player and he goes to basketball after practice and rolls his ankle and he's my starting wide receiver. He's out for three weeks. You know, it's just, you know, I understand, you know, we want to be selfish and we want to be successful, but you got to let the kids be kids. You know, I don't want to burn them out. And, um, you know, it's all voluntarily. You know, there's not it's nothing mandatory. I don't make them come and say, oh, if you come, you'll play. I don't do any of that. You know, my kids understand um, playing other sports is so important and I want them to play other sports. I'm not one of those guys where, you know, it's just football. I want them to be as active as possible. I'm so happy. I got a ton of our guys to do track and field this year, like just to go out and run and stay active. You know, that's all we want. Do you coach any other sports? I do not. My first year, um, I coached baseball. Uh, I found out pretty quick. The only thing I was really good at, and I played baseball in, in high school, uh, I could just really do infield, outfield, and hit fly balls. I mean, that was really all I could go. I could and do a pitch count. Um, so I remember uh, Coach Connect was down, and uh, Bill Yoska was the head coach. And uh, when Coach Connect uh, got the head coaching position, he's like, "Hey, you want to come back?" I'm like, "You know, Blake, I'm gonna pass. You know, I'm not a baseball coach. You know, I, I love to hit fly balls and group around with the boys, but I'm not a baseball coach." He goes, <laughs> "Okay, that's that sounds good. I'm okay with that." You mentioned so, you only have five guys on your staff, or, or is it four other guys besides you? So it's myself. Uh, I have Coach Lang, our defense coordinator. Coach Whiteford and Coach Waldemar would be our O-line, D-line guys. Coach Ruth is our linebackers, running backs coach. And then Coach Neal, who is our quarterbacks and wide receivers coach. So, are, are most of those guys teachers? Uh, the only teacher I have is Coach Waldemar. So – um coach whiteford is a retired teacher oh that's right um, you did mention the retired guys i was going to talk yeah, about that a yeah bit. yeah so he's retired coach uh whiteford he was a middle school teacher at southeastern he's been coaching football for four years coach lang uh he was uh down at nsa he has an amazing story you know the guys started football programs all across the world japan great britain just amazing stories what, what is um, nsa coach uh, National Security Agency. Okay, done. I, gotcha. done, I thought just, it was something football that I was missing. Okay. No, okay. No, no, no. He's a former Marine, and that, our kids love him. He's he's absolutely amazing. Okay. Um, Coach Ruth is a 2001 or two graduate, maybe 03, early 2000s graduate from Cannondale. Uh, he played up at Bloom. He played fullback uh, for Bloom, and then Coach Neal. Uh, he's out of Hereford, down in Maryland. Uh, he played down at Stevenson for a year, and then he went into the military, and now he's back with us. And I uh, was able to get him on. He actually had family that was uh, in our youth organization in CIFA. And uh, I went up to him after a practice said, hey, ever think about coaching you know, football in high school? He said, yeah, I'd love to. And then he you know, talked about his background. I said, all right, let's get you, bring you on up. And you know, he's doing great. The kids love him. And you know, it's funny because until then, I was the youngest guy on staff you know, as the head coach. I had all these guys that were – could be my dad's and you know finally i'm no longer the youngest guy on the staff which is not fun <laughs> well having, so. a, having a mix it's so funny it, the the uh 
the makeup of the staff. It's you just a football coach in general is a guy that needs to have extra time. You know, absolutely. Like you're you're dealing it right with it right now with kids. You know, you right. want to be around with it. and and a lot of guys, including myself, a lot of guys they they dial it back once they start having kids. So you kind of got to find that guy before they start their family. Right. A lot of those guys are kind of like um, they're just so green they don't really know what to do. Or you know, right. they, they they don't have the confidence in themselves to be the best coach they can be, or that you know they don't know how to address certain problems that you might have with a player. Right. But to right, get the, and then you got the retired guys that that those guys you know their family might be grown now, but those guys they have the wisdom, they have they know how to deal with all, all kinds of situations, but they're just they're they're old school. You know they right. they can be set in their ways, but but those guys they they might be the best because they have the wisdom, but it's also right. to have the 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 kind of the yin and the yang of of the new generation with the old generation on a coaching staff. Right. So with coach uh, coach uh, Whiteford, he's our special teams coordinator. He likes to call himself a special teams organizer. Like he'll say, "Hey, coach, we I want to let's try and can we do this this week?" And I I just look at him like, "Yeah, let's do it." He's like, well, I didn't even tell you what we want, what I want to do. I said, I trust you. You know, I'm, I'm only 31 years, 31 years old. And I said, you've been, you know, coaching football longer than I've been alive. I said, I trust you. You know, same thing with our defense coordinator. You know, he, he does a phenomenal job with our defense. And, you know, I really, I, I trust these guys, you know, at the end of the day, they love football. They want to win football games. You know, yeah, there's times where coach Lang, he likes to bring pressure and blitz, you know, too many people at times. And then it makes me lose my mind, but you know, he's like, it's just what I love to do coach. And right. I think it's going to be, it's going to be successful. And, you know, you got to have faith in your coaches. You know, those guys are putting the time in too, and they're watching film and, you know, they're making the relationships with the kids. You know, you got to have faith in those guys. That, that keeps them going too, coach. As coaches, it's nice to have a little autonomy and, and not be micromanaged because if you are, that can kind of, you know, that that's very unmotivating. Oh, absolutely. So that, that keeps them going. Yeah, we and we've had no issues. Like everyone that's been on my that's been with me for six years, everyone's still here with us. And you know, we've added Wyatt on for uh, two years, but you know, everyone's still sticking around. I mean, we've been all together for six years, and you know, out of those six years, I can't I can't even think of a moment where we were all mad at each other. You know, we're we're goofing around, and you know, during games, you know, Coach Whiteford, I, again, I keep going back to him, but he just laughs. He's like, we're having way too much fun. You know this shouldn't be like this. We're having, you know, he's like, this is the most fun I've had, you know, coaching football, you know, and that is meaningful to me because, you know, that means that those guys are getting enjoyment and we always laugh and goof around, but we can be serious too. Um, well, and usually it's that's, a, that's a reflection on the head coach coach. That's the, right. That's your, I mean, you're the one, you know, it's all flowing downhill. Yeah. So if you're no, the I appreciate that. that. Yeah. That's, that's coming from you. That's awesome. Yeah. And our guys know like when it's time we got to, you know, we got to shut up and we got to play football or, you know, we got to get serious. You know, our kids, I, I was totally against listening to music during practice, but now, you know, we, we have a portable speaker and we listen to music at times. And, you know, especially when we're in the stadium, the kids got, they're like, Oh, I got the playlist coach. And, you know, I'm constantly, Oh my gosh, please make sure it's clean music. I can't have any language that would be inappropriate because we have pe little people here, you know, we're in the, the middle of nowhere, but we have so many youth organizations mean. going on. And it's like, I don't need to get yelled at, like, not for this. So, um, it, it, it's it, been true. The, the music revolution, I guess you want to call it, you know, every, I feel like everyone's doing that now. So that's yeah, a, such mean, an interesting thing. 
Yeah, I mean, we're not Penn State. I was just up there a couple of weeks ago. I mean, those guys do a tremendous job, and I love, you know, the the momentum and just the tenacity that yeah. those guys all have up there, with, and then the, how they blast music, and those kids are just bumping, and they're excited to be there. And you know, unfortunately, we can't do that in our little Fawn Grove area. Right. I think, you know, the locals would be pretty upset, but um, it's awesome <laughs> for a coach like um, I know myself. There are times like there be seasons where the music and and every coach I've I've ever coached for was very good about you know keeping music clean and and right. you know being diligent about that but when you had practices it it got to a point sometimes when we didn't have music at the practice for whatever reason someone forgot to bring it out there's some sort of malfunction with technology whatever that it did make the practice flat and you could feel it yourself like you could feel I could feel myself kind of having a flat practice Right, and, and it was because I didn't have the the music to get my get my blood flowing. Yeah, and we'll definitely have fun funny. with it. Good. We'll have fun with it. We'll put the older uh, the older coaches will put some of their old school music on, and it'll drive our kids insane. But it's it's all fun and games. You got to do that stuff. The nice thing about old school music, though, is there are some really good football kind of songs. Oh, that absolutely, are clean and are clean. So yeah, ACDC, you know it yeah. absolutely. I mean, it's good stuff. The football music nowadays is not going to, I mean, there's going to be sex, drugs, and violence all over that. Yeah. Thing, so. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. A lot of the stuff I, you know, I, I pre- preview our uh, playlists before on Fridays and stuff to make sure. And I'm just like, no, this is, I said, well, this is garbage. I said, I don't even want to listen to this. How does this pump you guys up? I said, no, turn it off next. <laughs> well, coach, thanks for doing this. Thanks again for doing this. I know you got the uh, two young kids. I don't know if you have them in bed now or oh, what, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, my wife had here. them down. We're good. No, I really appreciate you having me on Mark. Yeah. And, uh, look, you know, I kind of want to get this, this podcast. I want to keep it going. So I'm going to need guests in the future and, and it's going to be okay if you come back on and talk. Absolutely. To you here. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. It was nice meeting you coach. Hey, you too, man. Good luck with your off season and, and, uh, upcoming fall. Thanks. Be in touch. Talk to you later, coach.